0: consumer um, uh, events and things that they create in order to, uh, you know, bring more uh, profits to these big companies. And this this event's a cultural event. It's an indigenous event. And that's something else that we need to um, remember that is very important, uh, and it works for the decolonization process. We're all in a decolonization uh Era right now and it's happening across these false u.s borders so this event red saturday red sunday uh it's going to be december 1st and 2nd december 1st from 12 to 8 p.m december 2nd from 11 a.m to 6 p.m and it's going to be at yerba buena high school 1855 lucretia avenue San Jose Califaslan 95122 and you know they're going to have music they're going to have the Aztec dancers they're going to have native markets they're going to have food traditional and indigenous foods there's going to be some concerts as well some music and some um, you know uh, people are going to be dancing and having fun and basically we're going to be uh, engaging in activities that our ancestors have been doing for thousands of years on this continent, so it's very important. Um, so you guys, uh, it's going to be in San Jose. Those in the area, make sure you get there and partake in this beautiful uh, cultura event. And you know, like I said, culture is very important. It's actually a weapon for us. So. I thought that what better way to spend uh, my first show than to talk about um, one of our weapons in, in our struggle. So one of our weapons is cultura. Culture is a weapon. You know, culture consists of anything from food, music, dance, language, art. All of these things are cultura. This is our culture. This is what our people do. The way we eat, the way we listen to music, the way we dance, the way we prepare our foods, um, and how we create art. And um, these are one of our weapons. And and the thing about culture is when you are you know, strongly um, tied to your culture, it fights off assimilation. And, you know, that's one of the things that the, the state doesn't like. They, they don't like seeing our murals on the walls. They don't like seeing um, these events, Red Saturday, Red Sunday, or any other um, Cultura event. They don't like it because it separates ourselves from the state. And uh, we are trying to separate ourselves from the state because the state um, has always been uh, an, oppressor, uh, an oppressor nation. So you know, it's only right that we, uh, you know, make sure that there's a division, um, make sure that, um, you know, um, anybody, um, you know, any bystander can see the difference between us and the state. There should never be a time where, you know, somebody from Canada can come over here or another country and see us and the state operating as the same and not be able to tell the difference. So these cultural events red saturday red sunday is um distinctly indigenous and 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 that's something that the state is not so it's very important culture is a very powerful weapon perhaps one of the most powerful weapons that we have um you know and and and, and um you know what it does is it it, it uh you know it, it 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 links us directly to um, to, to our specific distinct nation and um, and that is distinct from America you know uh, 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 I mean, that's a whole different nation and that's an oppressor nation And we, we, we're indigenous people so it's very important that we continue to practice our indigenous uh, ways and our indigenous culture and um, <coughs> you know and since I'm on the topic of nations and in, 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 in the state you know I think I couldn't, uh, you know, I couldn't have this show today without mentioning what is occurring at the false U.S. border, you know, where you have um, people from, um, you know, um, other countries, Central America and other countries coming over here, migrating, and you have uh, the U.S. Border Patrol, and you have the U.S. military at the border, you have amazing children. You know, there. Um, you know, if this would happen to any other country that was not friendly to America, uh, I think that um, you know we would hear a uh, calls for regime change. So you know, but the oppressed nations call for regime change as well. You know, and not just regime change. The oppressed nations calls for uh, self determination, and they they call for uh, independence. And this is what the oppressed nations within these false U.S. borders are calling for today, you know. So, you know, what we're seeing on the border, you know, um, could be taken out of a page from Hitler's Germany, you know, and how they treated um, non-Aryan peoples, you know. and, And so, you know, we need to pay attention. We need to um educate our children and and our friends and families that um you know things are beginning to heat up and not just from the state not just from the u.s military but um as well from the white supremacist militia groups across these false u.s borders because they have been mobilizing and they're mobilizing today they're on the border they're flocking on the border and, you know, um, it's important that Raza, who can uh, make it to the border, do go to the border and, um, and lend all the assistance that they can uh, to these migrants. Because, um, you know, these migrants come, they come into our neighborhoods, into our barrios, into our families, they come into our lives. And they, they, they um, you know, this is the future. This is the future for the oppressed nations within these false U.S. borders. So to turn these people away and to attempt to block them from coming in here, um, we're basically shooting ourselves in the foot because um, brown people is the future of these false U.S. borders. And um, we can't forget about the, the brown people and, 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 and other oppressed nation's people that are ho- held um, hostage in these concentration camps that the U.S. calls prisons. You know, um, these, are, these uh, men and women are behind enemy lines, you know, just like if any other country was occupying a people uh, and placing the occupied in concentration camps. This is basically what's occurring to our people. And, um, you know, we can't forget what's going on in there. And I just want to update people on the situation uh, within, uh, particularly within California prisons. And and the thing about it is, you know, um, after we had the hunger strike in 2013, and we forced the state to release most of us from the shoes and solitary confinement. Um, you know, what ended up happening is, is um, you know, prisoners began to, um, you know, um, be out there and, um, you know, exist with one another on these general population yards. And, and the thing about it is um, the reaction from the state was very hostile. They didn't like that because... They don't like the oppressed to, you know, uh, coexist. And um, so what ends up happening is the shoes began to become empty because, um, you know, people were coexisting with one another. And when the shoes became empty, you got to remember, um, you know, um, a lot of these guards, they move from, you know, Southern California, Central Valley, Northern California, and they move to these these prisons that are, you know, they're, they're often in, in the middle of nowhere and they live there and they bring their families and they buy homes and they buy businesses and they begin to make their lives up in these remote areas where the prisons are, particularly prisons like Pelican Bay Shoe off on the Oregon border. So the response from the state and from the guards in particular was that um, well, the shoes are, are, you know, thinning out. So you know you're gonna be redirected. You know the guards from the shoe, since there's not many people in the shoe no more, they're being told they're either gonna go to the mainland or go to another prison. Um, they're gonna have to because um, there's there's really um, nobody to watch in these shoes. So the response from the state was to begin to um, integrate uh, prisoners in these. Sny yards, sensitive need yards, back into general population, and you know people went to uh, Sny yards um, for a reason, and you know, um, and what the state does is they uh, reintegrate these people um, from these yards into general population prisons, and um, the the result, uh, as um, most can imagine, is um, conflict. And so, in this way, the state has found a way in order to refill up these shoes. You know, people catch uh, write-ups for riots and weapons and assaults and what have you. And so, they're being shipped off to the shoe again. So, this is a, a, a clear example, you know, for those who even prison revolutionaries or prison activists who seek to reform prisons and who seek to find ways to, um, you know, um, reduce the conflict in prison and, and, and have prisoners coexist with one another, um, this is an example that that strategy is never going to uh, be fully victorious because the state always finds a way to um you know a loophole to get around that and 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 they and they did that here um by okay you guys want to coexist and the shoes are becoming empty well guess what we're going to uh, empty out these uh, sny yards these pc yards uh protected custody yards and we're going to send these prisoners back into general population and there goes uh the conflict once again. So, you know, the state's always going to... F- so long as the state is in power, America is in power, they are always going to find a way, a loophole, uh, to get around any type of momentum, any type of um, collaboration that the people are, are, are doing amongst themselves. So this is a, a very good example that I hope those prisoners and those out here who work with prisoners um that they they identify and they see it for what it is and they make the proper adjustments in their work in order to um continue continue the struggle so that's that's very important and you know we can't forget about prisons because you know we're directly linked some people say um you know well i didn't do nothing wrong so i don't have to worry about that but Should those very same people step out of line and ever challenge the state or ever become um, engaged in the struggle for uh, justice, uh, the struggle for those most oppressed uh, within these false borders, if those if those people ever engage, um, then they will be in them prisons. And, you know, so. Prisoners in many ways, um, you know, um, are like the canary in the coal mine, and they're like a thermometer, uh, a temperature gauge, and, and, and we can see where the repression is going, um, you know, and, and, and how um, those who are struggling out here outside of prison, um, what they may face, um, you know, should they be captured and, and stuck in a concentration camps. so that's very, very important. And, you know, um, you know, for all the brothers and sisters that remain in the prisons, you know, we got to find ways to, um, you know, to support them. We got to find ways to collaborate and to highlight their struggles. You know, these brothers and sisters are, you know, living in 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 cells that are not even fit for a dog, you know, and, you know, they weren't sentenced by these white supremacist judges. Uh, they weren't sentenced to torture. They were sentenced a uh, time to be away from their families. And um, that's their punishment. Their punishment is being away from their loved ones, uh, not to be tortured um, in, in these hell holes. And that's what they are. They're hell holes. They're concentration camps. And that's why mostly brown and black people are held in these in these cages because um, the truth is, you know, in case some didn't know, uh, most drug users in the U.S. are white, you know, and, and most people don't know that because of the, you know, the things we see on TV, the movies, you know, um, you know, all of this stuff, uh, you know, um, it, it conditions us to believe that you know, we're the ones who are, um, you know, that that we're the ones who are, um, you know, on drugs, and we're the ones committing all these crimes, when in reality, um, you know, brown and black people um, commit less crimes than whites, and and it's just not popularized, it's not uh, put out there, and and that's because, um, you know, the society that we live in, and, you know, the society we live in is a white ruling class and you know uh, and that's just the way it is but we're going to be taking a, a short break um once again this is jv this you're listening to free aslan on kexu 96.1 fmlp Pole people's revolutionary radio And this is JV. You're listening to Free Aslan on KEXU ninety-six point one FNLP, Pole People's Revolutionary Radio. And and so I want to talk a little bit about the show. You know, Free Aslan is a radio program that you know I I thought that was very important Um, you know this is a show that you know um, you know this is basically this show is basically the voice of the Chicano nation you know um, the whole goals and objectives of this show is to rebuild Aslan Um, you know as we look on radio or we turn on the airwaves there's just no Radio station, um, there's very few radio stations that are dedicated to the Chicano nation and that bring real informative news, um, you know, that ain't watered down, um, that addresses raza issues, that, you know, um, and, you know, this show is also about having an anti-imperialist platform, so we don't make excuses for the state uh we don't make excuses for the oppressor nation um you know we're building sound waves for independence and this is uh this is the goals and objectives of free island you know it's not to um bring comedy for a half hour you know this is uh this this half hour is to educate it's to uh you know, inspire and mobilize the Rasa and, you know, and address issues that are affecting our community, address issues that are affecting our nation and, you know, um, address the enemy, you know, because just like you all are listening, uh, all you beautiful brown sisters and brothers out there, uh, not only in Oakland, but online across these false U.S. borders and beyond all you beautiful brown sisters and brothers just like you you are all listening well the state's listening as well the enemy is listening you know and so um you know this uh you know this is a very important uh role I understand it and um I take it full fully head on and you know I just want to say that on this show, you know, unlike many other shows, uh, it's going to be raw and uncut. You know, I'm not making no excuses for the occupiers. You know, there's enough um Tomases to make excuses for the occupiers and the oppressors. I'm not one of them. So I'm going to continue to give it to him raw and uncut. Uh, I'm going to continue to... Uh, mobilize the people, mobilize my loved ones, and, and, and highlight the struggles behind prison walls. Because just because um, I'm out here does not mean that um, that struggle has, has stopped. You know, that's a constant, that's a protracted struggle that's going to continue. It's going to continue until we all get freedom, until we all have independence, free from the oppressors. And, um, and, and I'm here to give voice to that. So, you know, know, it's important that the community has their own radio stations and programs, you know, independent institutions like here at KEXU, you know, uh, because we can't rely on the enemy. We can't rely on the oppressor to to nourish our people, to nourish us culturally, uh, to nourish us educationally. We can't rely on the enemy. You know, uh, one of the things that uh, Chairman Mao said was, know your enemies from your friends. We got to identify who our friends are and who our enemies are. And, you know, the state surely ain't our friends. You know, they've never been our friends since they first made contact with our ancestors. So we have to understand who they are. We have to identify um, all of their institutions, um, you know, including the military. And it's the saddest thing to see uh, brown bodies in these occupier uniforms standing at the, at the false border uh, attempting to prevent other brown bodies from entering these occupied lands. It's, it, these are occupied territories. so And that's the saddest thing because as I said before in, in different articles I've written, um, that's something you ain't going to see in Palestine. You're not going to see Palestinians putting on the Israeli uniform and preventing other Palestinians from entering into their own land. And, 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 and that's because Palestine is more conscious. You know, they struggle harder, um, you know, uh, and, and they have a larger um, concentration of conscious revolutionary peoples. Who are continuing that lineage of struggle, and they're continuing to educate their next generations, and that's what we have to do because, um, you know, that's the saddest thing ever to see um, our own people um, um, putting on the occupier's uniform, the enemy's uniform, and, um, and and that goes all the way down to the street level, you know, uh, you know, because the pig is is, is uh, has never been our friend, so. You know, we got to stop our people from, uh, helping or facilitating the enemy, um, from doing the enemy's work for some crumbs, for a fatter paycheck, you know, and, and, and we're not going to do that unless the people are educated. And this is one of the things that this radio program's working on is to educate the people. That's the foremost goal and objective is to raise consciousness and, um, we're not going to do that through the facilities of the enemy so uh you know having independent institutions like radios schools liberation schools uh you know committees uh organizations uh political parties uh, all of these things are are necessary they're necessary for us to build to organize and to mobilize our people and so we have to we have to get on it because you know as i said earlier You know, you've got the white supremacists who are doing this work. They're mobilizing their communities. So, you know, we got to get with it. Uh, We got to learn more. We got to begin to engage with our community, with the organizations working in our areas. And hopefully Free Aslan will be a vehicle in order to connect peoples, no matter where you are in Aslan or beyond, uh, to connect the Rasa, to connect everybody in struggle and uh, to identify help the people identify who our enemy is. So this is it. Um, you know um, and I just want to say also that Free Aslan will be uh, every Tuesday night from 8 pm. to 8:30 p.m. So I hope you can join us on this mission. And it's a mission to liberate the Rasa.